Welcome to the Henry and Brendan Show. Role play. That may be one of the worst movies I've ever seen. Just doing the upload. Probably Give us your money. I don't care what other people do. It's awful. Never do that bad. <laughs> Hello. Thanks for coming on. Just so short notice and dealing with some technical hurdles as we try and figure this out. But um, yeah, uh, we just wanted to kind of uh, kind of the whole point of our podcast is we're we're just trying to um, get different perspectives and insights on people who we think have interesting perspectives and ins- insights on how to how to live and their personal philosophies and the game changing moments that they've had in their lives. Uh, yeah. Last week we talked to a person who's in a polyamorous relationship. Mm-hmm. So you can check that out on our YouTube channel on Monday. Oh, that one's going live on Monday. Am I allowed to know who it is? Will I know who it is? You no, you won't. This. You won't know. It's actually who it was. me and Henry. But, yeah. <laughs> oh, cool. <laughs> it's actually yeah. No, and, and then the week before that, you know, the guest it was Jack. Jack under sea for ninety two days. So sweet. Is he above ground? He is he's above always ground. been he above was... ground. He's always <laughs> true. True. He's but just yes, under he's, the sea. He's above. He's above water now. Cool. Cool. Man. Sweet. Well, hey, if you're ready, Jack, ready. Uh, okay. Why don't you, before we get started, why don't you just kind of tell people about, I know you have a whole podcast that you kind of talk about this stuff at length. So uh, if you wouldn't mind just kind of giving people just a quick rundown about yourself and about your, maybe your story and, and, and what your podcast is all about so that we can send people your way. Yeah, uh, thank you. So my name is Josiah. I'm 27 years old. I was born in South Korea but raised in Colorado. Oh, wait. Do, are we saying where we live? Well, it's too late matter. now, but yeah, you're more than welcome <laughs> to. Said it. Okay. Uh, and then um, I also have a podcast, which Henry was on, called The Roller and the Stroller, where I talk about um, things like living life with disability. I have cerebral palsy from the waist down, which affects my legs, and it's a, a, a neurological um, disease. Um, so it's not necessarily curable, but there are things that we can do, such as physical therapy, to kind of help that along and stretch our muscles and kind of minimize the pain. So I do that. I haven't done that in a while, um, but I'm trying. I'm gonna try to get back on it. But we also have. I also host a podcast called The Roller in the Stroller, which is now on Apple's. Spotify and everywhere else. Nice, good job. You get this Very nice. podcast. The roller and the stroller, in case he cuts out. Yeah. Awesome. Cool, man. Check like, out the episode with Henry. Brendan, did you listen to the episode with Henry on? I didn't listen to the episode with Henry on it, but I I did listen to your podcast. Um. You have? Okay. Oh, yeah, and let me just say, like the qual the audio quality is superb. Y'all did a really good job with that. Really good. Oh, thank you. Yeah, cool, man. Well, hey, if you're ready to just jump right into it, we'll start. Um, we'll yeah. start uh, going, get into some questions, some thoughts, and then uh, we'll just let the kind of conversation flow from there. Okay. 
Cool. Well, first of all, I just want to know, how do you know Henry? Let's talk about that story. I think that's a, an interesting way to kind of get it going. <laughs> how do I know Henry? Well, his mom is my sister, and Henry and I are only five years apart. So um, we grew up together. They even lived uh, like a hundred yards from us, from the home that I grew up in. And since then, since we were always like so close in age and in distance as well, um, we kind of grew up together. We would have our own superheroes that we created and jump on the trampoline. It's really nerdy. I know, but like we kind of established our relationship in that way based on like Marvel stuff and um, not really anime. I tried that a little later on. You I tried, tried what? A little later on. You talked about like it's drugs, yeah. man. You're like, I tried anime later in life. <laughs> you see the yeah, Naruto but... poster on his wall behind him. I do. I'm trying to show it you is that. Like but... drugs. <laughs> um, so because. Okay, this is going to sound cheesy. Because Henry and I are only five years apart, I always viewed him as a younger brother rather than a nephew. I know he is technically my nephew, but he's he's more of a little brother, a younger brother, because he's not littler than me. Um, <laughs> not littler. Point. Yeah. <laughs> so that's how I know Henry. His mom is my older sister. Shout out. I actually didn't know that. I didn't know that at all. And so Really? Yeah, I, di I didn't know that I didn't know that um that Henry was your nephew. Henry and I look oh, so Lord, much alike. I didn't know that. I didn't know it. He's you didn't know that? I didn't know it. I don't I don't take inventory of these things. So uh it's comes as a surprise to me, but um Who did you think I was? I just yeah, thought I you were his friend. Oh. I can't believe you didn't. Well, know I that. am his friend. Right, yeah. But also, <laughs> from the groomsmen stuff, I would have figured at some point that would have come up when you guys were my groomsmen. Oh, well, when we were your groomsmen, we were busy just doing other doing things. Other, doing other things. <laughs> doing other things, just enjoying our thing. not being stressed out about getting married, so that was fun. Um, <laughs> right, yeah. Cool, well, I was, I was curious, so how long have you been using a wheelchair? Um, I was born with cerebral palsy, and we got my first wheelchair when I was five. And I think I had—I named it Penelope. And I think I had that thing for ten years, right, Henry? The I think we one? still have it. Like our family still has it. Um, Is it the so black that's one? kind of when when I remember using it. Um, we tried like physical therapy and exercises and a walker when I was younger. And then that was just causing more pain rather than actually helping. So we decided to switch to two wheels. Gotcha. So, Is it the black um, one? Yeah. It's the one okay. with the rainbow seatbelt and my name. The one we played wheelchair basketball in. Yeah. Yeah. We had that for <laughs> and a long then Henry would destroy me. And then I would get so mad. He will because yeah, he I could shoot to... over me because he was taller than me. He okay, is taller. You're making it sound like I use my legs to play wheelchair basketball. That's not what happened. No, I'm I'm talking about your length. Yeah, he won because he he cheated. He got out of the wheelchair and cheated. <laughs> no, I, got I, it. Got we it. would play wheelchair basketball. Tell, okay, so tell I'd the story get in from his old. Okay, I'd get in his old wheelchair, 
and you have to dribble the ball because otherwise it's still traveling because you're just rolling and we just one be one each other and he used to use the the footrests of his wheelchair to slam into my legs nice. while they're just free hanging in this little kid wheelchair <laughs> used to hurt like crazy cool tried yeah. to break my ankles well that's that's interesting um do you think that like do you think that the wheelchair created more opportunities for those types of creative activities or do you think that that was a barrier for at least you and Henry specifically because that's what we have access to right now? I do think it created more opportunities. Um, I view my wheelchair and I did then as I do now, like as an extension of my body. So it increases my mobility and allows me to go more places than I would have if I would just uh, crawl on the ground or whatever. Um, my wheelchair extends my mobility rather than the than detracts from it. So that's kind of why we went that route because it was causing me more pain to just try to use walkers or other methods. Sure. Yeah, that makes sense. What um mm -hmm. what's your favorite I guess so that must be kind of your favorite part is that extension of mobility, but what's something about about being in a wheelchair that maybe is uncommon to think about that's a benefit like what's something that you like about um your wheelchair i got one if you don't um we get to the front of the line at concerts <laughs> okay. boom tell us the story Henry. uh yeah we were like 45 minutes late to go see lincoln park and afi was almost done with their set and some security guard sees josiah in his wheelchair with two other guys and he calls us a in front of all of the other people that were also late to this concert. So we actually got to see you, you will, murder because of it. Because <laughs> you, at this point, were running with me. Oh, were we? Trying to get happen. Yeah, and then he was like, uh, bro, get and, to the front of the Oh, line. yeah, and we get backstage at, like, Warp Tour because people, like, mm -hmm. security awesome. guards. Security guards I mean, love helping out the Brendan, guy. I don't know if I should say this, but people often feel bad for me, which they don't need to necessarily. But if it happens and it's, it turns out to be a good thing, I kind of let it happen, which is kind of <laughs> shitty, I know. Are, are we allowed to share? Where? You, can do, you, do, you can say whatever you want. We, okay. we made sure that um, that when we, whenever we started the podcast that we made sure people knew that this was a unfiltered place and that's why one of the reasons yeah. why we chose the streaming platform that we're streaming on was because of uh their rules around this kind of stuff and so you we want you to be as authentic as you possibly can because that's what's so interesting to us is is learning yeah. and understanding what your life is like unfiltered and so i uh, you can tell me anything you feel comfortable sending out into the world yeah, so, like, it's not all negative being in a wheelchair, using a wheelchair. Um, there are some good things about it, like getting to the front of concerts and getting to the front of the Disneyland line when I was younger. I don't think that's a thing now. I think they kind of cracked down on that um, because Disney and Bob Iger. Um, but, oh wow. yeah, there are some perks. Got it. What's something that you think that people don't understand or what, what do you think is misunderstood um, about life in a wheelchair or about you as a person as, as someone in a wheelchair or, or just talk me through that. 
Yeah, man, I am just, I am not just my wheelchair or I am just, I am not just my disability. I am a human. And, and so like, I know since mine is like physical and you can see it, that that often brings out preconceived notions or thoughts about how people would interact with me or treat me. But at the end of the day, I'm just a human who navigates the world a little bit differently than than most, and that's okay. Um, but you can see past the wheelchair and see past the disability and see me as a human. And I think that's what people misunderstand is that like they often feel bad or feel sorry for me because I'm in the, the circumstance that I'm in. But like... I don't know any different. I don't know what it is to walk or not have a disability. So like this is my life and this is how I navigate the world. And I have a job. I live in a beautiful place. Like I still get around and get to hit the town and all of that. Like I just live my life. It may just look a little bit different. You said um, you said earlier you talked about uh, people having like preconceived notions or whatever about how to treat you um what do you think some of those are yeah like i often get asked to be prayed for on the street or rolling down the street or when i'm at a restaurant with him and henry has been there with me on a couple occasions where people would talk to him or turn to him and ask him what i want to eat and he'd be like he would say i don't know ask him like all of that kind of stuff like thinking that i am unable to communicate or something of that nature and so thinking that henry or my family members or my friends are like somehow speak on my behalf so it's those kind of things and yeah that sounds frustrating that sounds so frustrating um yeah well like i see that it is frustrating, and I'm not going to pretend that it's not, but, like, people have been doing that for 28 years of my life. Does it get easier? Do you get used to it, or is it always frustrating? Because for, for me, I mean, there are things that people have been telling me my entire life that are frustrating yeah. still to this day. I don't think there's – and that that's that's with easy stuff. Like, that's not with with – there's no cultural stigma around some of the stuff people have been telling me. And so – um, yeah, I'm just curious, does it get easier? Does it get harder? Or, or, or It's what? still, like, it's still frustrating. And, and some of the times I'm like, oh, man, this really sucks. And some of the times I get really down, and I'm not going to pretend that I don't. And, like, I'm not going to pretend that I haven't thought what it would be like to walk or what it would be like to not have cerebral palsy or, or imagine my life without that stuff. But it's just, like, or... this is... This is what, this is me, you know? And so it doesn't get any easier, but like, if it happens, like, for example, I used to let people just walk up to me and ask to pray for me and I would let them pray for me, but now I don't because that's not cool. And that's not something that like, I think people should do. So I'm not going to let that happen to me. Why do you think they shouldn't do it? Is it just because of the the stigma that you feel like or, or you feel like you're being pandered to or you feel like you're being uh, treated unfairly or 
Because I often feel like I'm not going to say like I disagree with prayer or or any of that, but it, it's just like if you're going to pray for me to be healed of my disability, that's what I don't want. And oftentimes, actually all of the times um, that I've been asked to be prayed for, it's been that. So like people can ask to pray for me for like just my life, but if they pray for me to be healed of my disability, um, that's what I don't want. So the, what, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, it makes total sense. What, what I'm what I'm hearing is that it's if it's frustrating because you're being boxed in, you're being put in as this is like that's the thing that needs to be solved. That you are something something's wrong with you, and we have to pray it away. We have to solve it away, and that yeah. probably feels bad because that's the identity that people are prescribing to you. And it's not who you identify as, it's who you are. Mm -hmm. Like disability is a part of my identity for sure, but it's not every part of who I am. And it's just um, not something that I think needs to be fixed. And I am in no way less of a human than you two are right now. You know what I mean? It's just like, what, like, have you been prayed for to be healed of your disability before? Uh, I can't say that I have personally. No, I haven't. I know that I haven't. So, so that's what that is. That's that's what I'm trying to say. Got yeah. it. Do you think that that how, how much of your going talking a little bit more about identity? How much of your identity has been adjusted, or how what what's your approach to identity? living with this disability, especially when so many other people seem to make that such a huge focus. Um, what, how, what's your approach to that? And, and what's something that um, has it skewed or, um, yeah, just talk to me a little bit about forming identity with a disability, I guess. Yeah, that's a good um, question. I used to, growing up, and I think Henry can attest to this to some level, I used to not like the word disability and prefer a different term. But then as I've gotten older, I've realized like disability is, is a community rather than a just a negative term. It's like everyone in this community embodies this community identifies with this community so like i kind of accepted that as the term to describe us and i don't know if that makes sense but it is a huge part of my identity because like that's how i literally navigate the world i don't know any other way to navigate the world than uh, than not like i have my disability and that's how i navigate the world so it's a huge part of my identity sure what's uh talk to us about some of the stuff what 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 are some things other than your disability that are a huge part of who you are and what's some what are some of those things that you wish people knew about you um because like you said i think we can all be honest here in the sense that it's people don't see past disability easily at least when you're first meeting yeah. somebody think about it when you go and you, you go your first impression or what you 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 first analyze with your eyes and what you see. And so I think that people, uh, especially when things maybe not are abnormal or things that we're not used to on an everyday basis, especially with the, the taboo that surrounds it, is is what we don't see th 
through that wheelchair, at least not when we first meet you. And so what are, what are some things you wish people saw that you feel like they don't get a chance to because they're so concerned about walking on eggshells when having communication with you because you happen to use a wheelchair? Yeah, I do think people are afraid to, like, acknowledge it or talk about it. Um, but I just think that, like, I'm 27. I have a job. Like, I have – I – contribute to society and like it's just so much of that is like what I feel like I'm fighting against but it's like some things that I like I like I really love Star Wars Marvel superheroes everything like that so like if you get to talk to me for five minutes that kind of that sort of thing shines through of like this isn't interesting person for lack of a better term and he's not just his disability or what i perceive or what i see so i'm i i don't know if that answered your question or not no yeah definitely well tell us a little bit about about what and what you can i mean i understand you won't be able to maybe talk about everything but you have a really cool job from what what i know um and and uh i will just say as a personal anecdote i mean the the Josiah that I have known that I've gotten the opportunity to hang around with is just so exciting and adventurous and full of life way more than any able-bodied person I've ever met and so if there's one thing excuse me if there's one thing that's shined through for me that's been what it is 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 how is it that this person who has this maybe physical hurdle seeming to want to go on a greater adventure than any of the other fully able-bodied people here um so that might be a testament to what fully able-bodied people we know. That's a good point. Yeah, no doubt. Oh. <laughs> no, okay. doubt no doubt about it. Um, Yeah, man. So, like, I've been hiking. I've been camping. I've been to – I recently went indoor skydiving. So, like, I can do a lot of things. It just might take me a little bit longer, like, including, like, I take out the trash. I do the dishes. It might just – take me a little longer and so like i am full of life and for henry's bachelor party i oh. wanted to hit the town okay and we did we you had a were, great time i remember how bored you were <laughs> you didn't want to go back to the a hotel room my bachelor party was we went to top golf and then we went to a hotel room and played xbox because that's when you took a nap i did take a nap <laughs> You took a nap, and I was like, Henry, let's hit the town. Yeah. But do you remember how it went when we did hit the town? So I don't think I was that far off. A crazy experience. Well, okay, that was not not any of the three of us on this call. (laughs) Still. That's true. I wasn't wasn't structuring our night around. (laughs) They know exactly who they are. They should rename Nameless or no? Yes, we'll, yes. We, we'll, we'll keep we, them nameless. Cause yeah, not we're gonna to keep from calling out that for to talk about it. <laughs> Defend them several. To okay. be fair. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Um. But I just I live my life and just a little bit differently. And like I like to do all these things. And when I would see Henry like play video games on his PC, I'd be like, oh, I can't really do that because my dexterity is. But I still wanted to play video games with him, so I did. I tried getting him to play Overwatch. Um, it wasn't so much your dexterity as it was your reaction time. 
Yeah, my reaction time not, is slow. Yeah, I don't know if that's, that's CP true. or if that's just you, because there are people with. Slow it reactions. might be. A, it might be. It might. That one might just be me. To be honest, that one I think might just be you. Um, yeah. So do you? Do, so what do you do for work? Games, you didn't. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Maybe. I was gonna ask him what he did for work, but that's a better question. What do you? Uh, what games do you like to play then? Being that you have slower. Um. Reactions. So I like open world games. Fabled, Assassin's Creed, nice. sports games, sports games. Um, yeah, we grew up M- with me. NBA 2K. We were doing, we played a lot of Madden and we played a lot of NBA 2K when we Mostly lived together. Madden. We used to have a Madden league. Mostly Madden. And then, yeah, we grew up playing Madden and you were the Saints. And Drew yep. Brees and Jimmy Graham was on the team at that time. Yep. Um, and you yeah, would cook me, and that. then I would get mad. But then I realized, like, I would, you had a cheat code with Jimmy Graham or something. I don't know. Yeah. Four years later, I still beat you when neither of those players were on the team. So I don't think it was a cheat code. You weren't supposed to tell them that part. <laughs> okay, so what do you do for work? Because your job's pretty cool and has to do with this kind of, like, realm Wait, which which one are you are you talking about my former employer or my no, current I'm not employer? talking about this realm. I'm talking about the realm of your life. Right? The realm of my life? Well, yes. I I did I was in radio broadcasting for four and a half years. I'm talking about I, the, I, the diversity one. Huh? What do you oh, do now? Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> So I well trying to lead you into. Ow. I work in like the diversity, equity, inclusion, or DEI realm of of things now, and then I work in specifically with that uh, student health and well being. And I will not name the workplace because I don't want people to yeah, sure. to come in and and stalk me. Um, but I work in that realm, and it's really cool. I like to to um, help people. I know that sounds cheesy, but like if I can do a little bit to to help the world feel better or heal in some way, then I'm game for that. Because I think we should have had the MBTI geared up. It was a missed opportunity. <laughs> um, because that would have been perfect. I know his, but it would have been perfect to just test it on. Camera. We gotta write that down. Anyway, um, that's pretty cool. So, what it what goes into being in that realm? What do you do on a day by day basis? You said you help people. What do you help people do? Explain that to me, like I'm five. Well, there is a counseling center, there is a health center, and there is a wellness resource place. And so, counseling is obviously getting checked in on your mental health and and seeing how your brain is functioning and all of that health is your physical health center is your physical health um all of that so honestly i do a lot of referrals to those places and then but where i work specifically there's a lot of like prevention programming like substance use and and harm reduction and all of that like if you're going to use like weed is really common on our campus. So if you're going to use weed, it's just like know how much you're using. We're not telling you don't do weed because that doesn't help. Hmm. Um, if if somebody says, 
don't do this, then immediately human impulses like to want to do that thing you're being told not to. And eventually we grow out of that. But, but, um, so it's, it's, it's that kind of thing of like, you're going to use these substances, you're going to do this thing, but just know the risks associated with that activity and, um, know like your limits and established limits if you haven't before and recognize where you're going with that. Okay. I thought so that was something very different from that. So that's why you were oh, getting cool. confused with what I was describing. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I think that that's yeah. Good... I thought you did that. Um. I thought that you like helped create a better environment for people with disabilities to be in at this at the workplace. No, that's what I wanted to do eventually. Okay. See, the, there was the cross wire. But I haven't. Very nice. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. So what, what led you into that? Um, you said that's something you want to do. Talk to us about that. What, what, what is it that you want to do? Yeah, I often find that people with disabilities have to advocate for themselves. And of course we do because not everyone has a disability and like in often in workplaces some things are not considered like for example i asked for automatic door buttons when i got to my previous workplace and i asked for the microwave to be moved down to the lower shelf so that i could access it before it was on the high shelf and like those are the type of things that like are often not considered because nobody else would have to do to have to think about that or do that so like i that's what i'm talking about with that self-advocacy piece so that's what i would like to be doing is like how can we make this better for for everyone who works here and how can we invite people with disabilities not only people who use wheelchairs but people with other disabilities as well to be invited into applying for this job or be invited into this workplace. Do you feel like um, do you feel like it's an easy experience to get people to be accommodating and make those changes, like moving a microwave or, or whatnot, or is this something that you have a hard time doing? Because from my talks with other people with maybe similar situations, I've gotten that vibe quite a bit. Is that it's actually a huge thing that people don't understand is that people with physical disabilities are like super marginalized in this world and, and nobody knows because it's, it's so, um, I mean, it's, Perfect. it's not as common. It's, it's, and so it's, and it's a difficult subject to talk about. So do you find that to be a really relevant, uh, issue for you is getting people to make adjustments or find people who are accommodating, or is that something that's easier? In one sense? Uh, yeah, I totally, I totally get that. Cause like, you being the only one in your corner is sometimes exhausting, but oftentimes, or some of the time rather, um, we're actually trying to get automatic door buttons at my current workplace, and it is not going super well. So that's why I say some of the time, like they just have to be uh, aware of it, and that it has to be made known to them that this is a concern, and. 
when I have done that, like made people aware of that, especially my managers and everything like that, um, they have been accommodating to the best of their ability. As I just said, right now we're trying to get automatic door buttons in my current workplace. And there's a lot of stuff with that, specifically funding and all of that. So mm. it can be hard in that sense of like, this is just the basic need of trying to get into the door. And like, this is not being accounted for. So that's yeah. frustrating. What are what but... are some other things that you've noticed? I know you you and I have talked before about how horrible your college campus was with those. Kind yeah, of my college campus was terrible, and I put them on blast in the newspaper. And then the so president tell us a little of bit the about university. That. Yeah, talk a little bit about the... that because that's wow. an interesting story. The president of the university. Okay, so. Long story short, or maybe not long story short, we had an ADA person, a representative, my first year away at that school. He was awesome. Into So far, like, he would pick me up in his little golf cart to take me to class sometimes when it was snowing or raining. And he was very awesome in terms of, like, just me being able to go to his office and say, I need this or I need help with that. He would help me immediately, like no ifs, ands, or buts. And then he left during my second year. And then so we had another interim person, but this interim person was also the Title IX person. So if you know anything about Title IX, like that's sexual assault and harassment and everything like that. So that's a huge job. And then on top of that, he was also the ADA coordinator. So he didn't have time. And because he didn't have time, he would often be like dismissive in my view of the things that I would express that I would need. Like when it would snow or like, I remember a few times, excuse me, that I couldn't even get to my classes because there were like snow drifts and, and banks. And I would just tell him all of these things that happened. And I took pictures of them. And then I feel like nothing was moving the needle. And then he, he told me that there were some processes that I had to go through. And I was like, this process was not established during my first year there. Or if it was, I was not made aware of it. So there was a lot of miscommunication between this person and myself. And like it ended up with me being so mad, I put them on blast in the newspaper that the president got involved. Um, and we had a conversation. Right? Yeah. You're not talking about. No, President Joe Biden. Got it. <laughs> it, wasn't that, it wasn't last year. Joseph, so... the president of the university got involved. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, but hopefully, and this may be a really shitty thing to say, but I don't think that moved the needle either because I don't think much has changed in that regard. So it goes to show you, you can advocate all you want, but if you don't have support from people who are not in your situation, who do not have a disability, who are able to walk, you're not going to move the needle by yourself. And that's applicable to life, I think, in general. To life, 
Yeah, that's yeah, applicable to you, Henry, mm-hmm. and you, Brandon. Like I know, Brandon. Brandon. Yeah, I mean, Brandon. It, it, yeah, Brandon sure. was trying to advocate for ginger rights, <laughs> and he doesn't have the support of the rest of the of the rest of us normal soul soul exactly. having exactly We're people privileged soul privilege. You're right. We have we, soul. It is applicable. <laughs> it is certainly applicable to everybody. That being said, there's definitely a discrepancy, right? Because, oh, huge. Because for for. <laughs> For for us, like, listen, I, I use the buttons too. Okay, I got no shame. When there's a button, yeah, man. I use the Why wouldn't you? Why can't They're we there? put buttons on all of it? Um, what you said, you said it's hard because you don't have people that support. What is it? What are things that we can do? Like, what are, what are things that can be supportive? What are things that you think need to change? Like, if you were the president of the United States and you could change whatever rules or regulations or or just wish list items that you think would make a really big deep uh, difference for people what do you think those things would be i think uh there's a there's a concept out there called universal design which is like designing buildings and and everything like that to include everybody that means ramps that means automatic door buttons that means elevators that means everything you could think of 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 like where are the cabinets? Where are the desks? Like all of that, because my wheelchair is thirty-two inches in width. So, like, if if it's if a hallway or something is smaller than that, like I'm not getting through that. So that's what universal design is to consider what is needed for people who use wheelchairs, walkers, for people who have disabilities. Everyone. And then what we often find is that what you just said is that you, Brendan, use the automatic door buttons too. I'm sure you've used the elevator before. Like, that's what universal design is. It's not like singling us out and trying to help only us out. Universal design helps everybody. So you mentioned. So that's what I would. That's what I would fund if I was the president for a day. Yeah, unfortunately, I think it would take more than a day with the way that our government systems yeah. work. But I get what you're and, saying. And having being, having come from general contracting, where we have to follow ADA codes, and mm-hmm. like a lot of contractors don't want to because it's a pain. So there, yeah, there's a lot of and stuff with that. Is like there's compliance there's and, is a whole lot different than yeah, building owners you don't want to follow on with something, right? Yeah. Building owners I don't, will have we a should get it. No yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. anyway, compliance is a big you, issue. You mentioned um, you mentioned elevators. You mentioned buttons. You mentioned maybe heights of desks. What's I, I, people are not worried about elevators? You got what? A story about elevators? Yeah. yeah so I used to live in an apartment complex, and then one day we we had a a, a roommate that we didn't really know very well. And then there was one night that happened and something happened uh, that was really scary, really jarring. And the police were involved. So me and this other person that I knew were moved out of that room. But the only room available apparently was a room on the third floor in a different building in that complex. So they moved me, a wheelchair user, to the third floor. But And they had an elevator, so they were compliant. But what they didn't tell me is that the elevator, they were having problems. 
and it shut down on me when I lived there for seven months. Seven times! So that's at least oh, once God. a month. Yeah, it was pretty bad. And one time... One time they gave me pizza, and then <laughs> at the end of the... And I was like, that's, that's it? And so at the end of the lease term, I was like, I would like my money back. And they gave me some money back. What do you... Uh... So... What do you do in There's that situation? That. The elevator comes out. What do you do? I had to have my stairs. Yeah, I had to have myself um, down the stairs, which I just get out of my wheelchair. And then I actually, I can. I'm pretty mobile, even with my disability. Um, so I can get out and then move on my hands and knees. And then I could lift my wheelchair up on its back wheels and kind of like shimmy down the stairs and that i'm sure like if you didn't know me it would look really weird because it probably yeah. did look really weird it looks and weird then um yeah and so i i had to do that a couple times and, and then i ran into a nice human the other time and then somebody i knew helped me out another time yeah do you feel like i did people, it once do you feel like people are are usually quick to help or like obviously, yeah, I do. They don't notice, or that you're alone and someone can't help you. But like in a public setting, do you feel like people open doors for you? Do you feel like people? Do you feel like people help, or do you think people like that's got to be a, sometimes an awkward situation? Because I feel like there's people that probably don't want to. They don't know how to approach it. They want to help, but they also don't want to. Yeah. Go towards your earlier point of coming across as if they're treating you differently than they treat somebody else, and all of those different components. Mm -hmm. It's it's really awkward, right? Because on one sense, you want to help, but also don't want to be offensive. Is what I've also run into is like people want to help, but also don't want to offend me in some way. So people don't know, don't really know what to do with that and it's almost like they're battling themselves um over that and like it it can be really awkward if i need help i'll let you know though is what i always say but i don't assume that they need help but obviously if there's stairs like i'm gonna need some help um but it's just like context clues and me verbally telling them as well um so you'd prefer if people yeah. assumed you didn't need help and yeah to, to wait for you to communicate or, or I guess is asking something that could be frustrating or is it like, see, that's the timidness. Yeah. Of like I don't, I'm, I'm the worst at like nonverbal clues and stuff like that. Like I just, I'm the, I'm just the worst at it. And so for me, it's like, I'm not going to notice those things. I'm not going to notice the, like, I'm, I'm to be honest, I'm not even going to notice their stairs. Like, I don't even know where I am half the time, if I'm being completely honest. And so it's, it's, that's always something that's been difficult for me is trying to understand how do I approach these situations and try and be helpful. Because obviously that's something I want to do is to be helpful. But it's hard to know, like, am I going to yeah. come across as belittling or some of these other things by even offering my help, assuming that you can't do it on your own. Yeah, so I don't like to asking for help is very challenging for me at times and as I've gotten older like that has been less of a thing I think because my my body is not what it once 
used to be. Henry's smirking because he knows, he knows. Um, but as as I get older and my my muscles start to to go away and not be there as much, I'm I'm going to need more help. Um, but when I was younger, I would not ask for help, even if I needed help, because I'm 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 stubborn. He'd fall into a ditch in his wheelchair and refuse yeah. my help lifting him out or lifting the wheelchair out. This has actually mm-hmm. happened. There was a water ditch that ran under his long driveway when we were growing up, and he would accidentally and fall into so, it yeah. and refuse any help getting out of it. It's a real. But problem. I got out. Yeah, I'm going to be honest, man. I kind of feel like I'd, I'd be in the same boat as you, Josiah. I'm pretty stubborn when it comes to that kind of stuff. I'm not I'm not <laughs> saying it's wrong. Lots of people have problems asking for help, but that's why I'm smirking. Yeah, I – but as I – like, now Henry Henry can beat me up now. So I'm like, okay, now I'm going to need help because I'm weaker in my old age. I don't know if that's true, man. You are so strong. That's something that I think people don't don't understand. You were just unbelievably strong. Uh, yeah, that's really true. Yeah, because if you think about it, I have to be. I'm like, sorry if this sounds offensive, but my legs aren't gonna do shit. So my arms have to do everything for me. Yeah. Is so I have to be jacked with broad shoulders. Lower half and, is. Yeah, and bicep, great. and then my legs. Like, Henry would probably be a better person to ask about this, but when he carries me or something, my legs are kind of heavy, even though they're skinny, you know? You're still top-heavy. Have you ever thought about that? No, you're still just top-heavy. Okay. You said um, For the most part. You said that uh, a lot of things you want to do your do yourself, but there's some things that you do need help with. What, what are some of those common things? Like, stairs was something that you mentioned. Um, what are some other things? I guess doors, if they don't have the button, they're probably a giant pain. But Yeah, but I still do the doors. Um, but just recognizing I'm not going to be able to do everything. Like, technically, I can shovel the driveway, and technically, I can take out the trash, and those those are things that I can do and just take me a little bit longer. But as I get older, I'm going to realize, like, I'm not going to be able to carry the shovel and wheel my wheelchair at the same time. And, like, there's the concern about my rotator cuffs. Um, I'm, yeah, I'm concerned for them as I get older. And so it's just, like, I can do most things now, like, pretty comfortably. Like, everyday tasks, but also go to, like, I don't know, lift weights. I can lift weight, but I, but I'm not going to be able to do those things as I get older. Yeah. Yeah. So it's what? just like recognizing that. Yeah. And not being what? able to play like, oh, I need help with this right now. Nothing comes in mind like I I desperately need help with this right now because I'm pretty mobile. I'm pretty independent. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. What's and I like to be that way for as long as possible. Is there a situation where just like ones or, you know, just a very broad situation where that you can think of where you've needed help and you've needed someone to ask for help, to ask to help you, and they haven't because they wouldn't think that you needed help in that situation? Like what's 
do you have anything on that list? Is there something that you can give anyone that watches this just like something to think about as they're going away? Um, so there's a big one, but also like weather, snow and rain. So if, if there's oftentimes like people will shove snow into the accessible parking spots and like that will cover the ramp. So like, I guess that is a thing, Brendan, of like when it's snowing or raining or whatever, when the weather's really tumultuous. I'm going to need help over the snow banks and through the snow. And like, that's not something like I want to admit to myself all the time, but like, that's something I'm growing to be okay with admitting to myself. It's like snow is hard to get through in a manual wheelchair. Mm -hmm. So when the weather, when it starts getting icy and everything too, and you see them slipping and sliding, if you run into wheelchair users or people with walkers or whatever. Um, you can ask to help them and see what they say. They might say no, like I'm fine, fuck off, you dickhead or whatever. Um, but really you never know. They could they could have really there. used you in that moment and just didn't have the words to ask you for that. Yeah. I think that's a great takeaway. Brennan, you got anything else you want to take away? Um, yeah, just the w the one other question I I just had that I'm just fa I'm really curious about is um. I, I'm just interested to know how you've you've how your experience in forming relationships has been. Um, Which ones? Uh, all friendships, romantic relationships, all of all of the above. Friendship. Okay. Oh, okay. This is going to be really interesting, I think, for you. Because I'm often seen as, like, the best friend in the wheelchair. The friend in the wheelchair. And not really a romantic partner. And I know that sounds sad. But it's really not. Um, because I... Well, sometimes it gets me sad. Um, so, romantically, I'm dead on arrival. DOA, baby! Um, but... Friendship wise, like I find it really easy. Um, I don't know if, if that makes sense. Why do you think it's why do you think you're dead on arrival, if you will? Is somebody I don't know. That that could have been harsh to myself, but like I really feel like I have to like break through this no notion of like what's it gonna be like, what are people gonna say, like how is the day to day going to work in a romantic relationship? And obviously like if your friends, even your best friends, you don't see them every day, so you don't have to worry about that as much. But if it's a romantic partner, you would have to do, I guess, that in some, to some degree. Yeah. Does that make a little more sense, I guess? Oh, mm -hmm. I'm, I, I totally get that there's hurdles, but I definitely wouldn't want to put the label of dead on arrival, as you said. Because yeah, no, there's tons I, I'm of people no. that even I, I know that. personally who have they are in a similar situation who have you know prospering relationships is that something that you yeah. actively pursued or is it something that you feel like maybe you is intimidating or, or or what it's something yeah it's something i'm not ready for something that i struggle with i mean obviously i just described it as dead on arrival so i'm not ready to like pursue anything like that and i don't know if like that's uh 
my perception of it or that's what really happens. I've tried a few times and it didn't work out really super well. Um, but I don't know. That could have just been my experience or something that I did. But like again, I'm not trying to generalize. I shouldn't have said dead on arrival to generalize well, what. You can say whatever you feel. And I yes, yeah. To be able to you know be real about it, but I just want to give you a you know maybe confidence boost. You're a charming guy. I think. Give me give me some hope. You know, I think you're a charming guy. I think that there's a lot of people that would see you as the as a charming guy and that's what they would they would make the priority um yeah but I mean, well thank you for that, that. Wasn't, but that wasn't okay a, uh, i uh, what's i guess it called an invitation <laughs> yeah i guess i just haven't like experienced that yet but i'm holding out hope to see if that happens but in terms of like friendships i find that really easy because but again you have to like break through the barrier of like when am I allowed to say around this person? Like, am I being offensive? All of that kind of stuff. And you, you, I just have to like break through the barrier and and basically show them and tell them like, you can talk to me as a as a regular human because that's what I am. Right. There you go. All right, man. Well, um, do you have any closing thoughts or anything? What's one thing you want to tell the world about about your life or your condition or just anything? It could be anything. It could be about Video games, I don't care. What's your what's your uh, what's your closing remarks? Yeah, thank you, Henry and Brendan, for having me on this here podcast. You can follow my podcast at the Roller and the Stroller on Apple. Now on Apple, it took us forever to be on Apple. Did it take you forever to be on Apple? Uh, no, but it they but it did it did take a. Uh, are you on Amazon Podcast now? I think yeah, we're on Amazon too, and and yeah. Spotify. Yeah, you should be on. It should be, it, sh- it shouldn't be that challenging. I'll reach out to to us after and privately, and we can let you know what we've learned. Yeah. Um, but okay, that's awesome. But we're on Apple now. It took us. It took us forever. You can find us wherever we you stream your podcast and on Instagram at the Roller and the Stroller. And we'll um, put some stuff. That's in, it. We'll put some stuff in the description, and we'll put a plug at the beginning. Just because retention and stuff, we want to make sure that that um, people can go and learn more about about your life and and talk to us. Just a, just a quick description of what the podcast is about specifically. It's uh, with my best friend. Her name is Kelly, and it's about our friendship and me living with a disability and some of the things that I struggle with, like everyday tasks, or sometimes we dig into certain topics like camping or concerts or going to like uh sporting events and all of that so there you go awesome cool go find him there well thank you josiah for coming on and um you can find us at the henry and brennan show at youtube and link will be in the description below as well links to josiah's socials and his podcast will be in the below and we will see you next week uh for our next episode Bye. Goodbye. <laughs> we got to figure out an outro, dude. One, two, This podcast was produced by Obsessed Media, hosted by Brendan Shoemaker and Henry Young. If you'd like to hear more from us, suggest a topic, or support us in any way, our link tree is in the description down below. Have a great one. <laughs>